Stephen, I've got the weight of the world of supporting You Can't Disappoint a podcast on my shoulders, and I thought maybe, just maybe, to lighten the load on my back, we could give our fellow listeners and enjoyers of You Can't Disappoint a podcast some ways to help us out. What do you think? Well, I'm not normally in the habit of lightening the load on your back, but, you know, if people want to help us, they sure can. How can they do that, Zach? The first way is to support us on Patreon. If you like what we do here and want to help us take it further and get all kinds of extra content, give us money at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. If you don't want to bear the brunt of our debt, you can appreciate the fruit that we bear to you by going and leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Yelp, Google Chrome podcast <laughs> reviewer or whatever you can. And that's going to help us get seen. And the more people see us, the more that we want to be seen and the more that we see you. You can also hang out with us on social media every week over on Facebook, Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and Twitter at You Can't Disappoint. Also, go ahead and give a subscribe and thumbs up to our YouTube channel where we also post the podcast every week. If you want to hold our hands as we walk down this community memory lane, you should shoot us an email over at Can't Disappoint Podcast at gmail.com. You can send us your MVP, your favorite funniest moment, and trivia for the episode we're about to record, and we'll read it live on the air. Yeah, we don't do the show live, but nice try, buddy. <laughs> Thanks for supporting us, and let's get into this week's podcast. Oh, hey, Freudenkatzen. Ready for your spanken? Just like we practiced? Let's shut him down. <laughs> Let's dance, David Bowie. Can you do a, a silly, over-the-top Nick Crowleyan German accent? Let's see. I don't know. I haven't tried. I can go for it. Guten Morgen. Oh my God. <laughs> Lula Borg, is that you? Oh, Jacques. Hello? Jacques? Zach! I don't think that's how they'd say it. Oh, Zach! Oh my god. Wow. <laughs> this is doing some things for me. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're getting it hot and steamy right at the top. You can't disappoint a podcast doing some probably racist accents at the beginning of the show. Is German Ooh, a race? They're just white people, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're good. Yeah, it's fine. I think... If anybody can be taken down a peg, maybe Germany, I don't know. I've been getting really into the band Sparks lately, and they have a really funny song that's from, like, the early 70s. It's a dance, like, num song, and it's called Girl from Germany, and it's, nice. like, about having a new German girlfriend and trying to explain to your parents that she's okay and that they're not all like that, and, like, the... <laughs> Uh, the chorus is like, my word, she's from Germany, it's the same old country, but the people have changed, and it's really, really <laughs> funny. That's that really great. Think of that. Welcome to the show, everyone. You can't disappoint a podcast. Shout out at the top for our $5 and up patrons. We've got Danny M. Lugo, Mary Baker Budisa, and I said Melissa LaPena's name wrong last week. What'd you say? I don't know what I said, but I said a different first name, and I caught it when I was editing, and there was no way to clean it up to make it look like I never make mistakes. So I'm really sorry, Melissa. Did you say Vanessa? I don't know what I said. I think I said a different name with an M. Mm. Mar maybe I said Marissa. 
Oh. But it's Melissa, and we're very thankful for you. So I wanted to give you a double shout-out and call out how much of a jackass I was. And you must have ugh, just gotten rid of your membership instantly after you heard that, right? Yeah, sorry. Vanessa. And if you'd like your name jumbled uh, by me on a weekly basis, all you've got to do is become a $10 and up patron at patreon.com slash podcast where for starting at $5 a month, there's hours and hours of, uh, of, of exclusive Patreon content. All the episodes of our pre-show that we do every week before we do this show. Right now, we're ranking a bunch of old school Nickelodeon television shows, and that's been really, really fun. Yeah, I, it's been really great. Dive I, into I, the nostalgia. It's been a fun little trip down memory lane. So come hang out with us there, and there's all kinds of other stuff, too, if that's not quite your speed. If you like what we do here and you want to help us drive it further, that's the place to do it. And we've got to shout out our daddy. A big pop, shout pop. out to at communities on Twitter, the, the loins from which our podcast's success was vehemently pushed. Uh, <laughs> uh, what have you got to say for a good old dear daddy this week? You know, to the man who naturally birthed us without any sort of yeah. uh, epidural or... Yeah anesthetic or he got doctors really, he got really high afterwards though yeah yeah well he with us he's like chill. immediately after <laughs> um thank you for you know always being the little engine that pushes our caboose up that yeah. hill sure you can you know, push so- our caboose any day <laughs> at communities on twitter thanks for the support steven is the plural of caboose caboose or is it cabise i, think, I was not or think it's cabise cabise <laughs> Mm. Um, Cab- I, I have one more thing I want to shout out today, okay. Zach. Uh, sure. So this is coming out on Monday. Good uh, job. For, I'm, surpri- I'm shocked that you know that. I know. Um, today in the universe is, is one of our Nicole patrons' oh. birthday. It's also Yvette Nicole Brown's birthday. I, okay. Well, happy birthday, Yvette. Forget what I was going to say. Whose birthday is it? No, I was kidding. I, it's Danny's birthday. It's Danny's birthday today. Happy birthday, Danny. You happy birthday, birthday, Danny. Yvette Nicole Brown. That's cool. Yeah, Danny's been a, a, a writer-in of the show mm-hmm. since, since the early the days. Yeah. 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 All I'm the kinda, way from another country now, at one I don't, time. I don't, I don't know if I'm picking up this vibe wrong or something, but I'm starting to kind of get the vibe that she's like into me. I think she might be. Maybe I think like, that's what's something. going on. She, I, she's got to be watching the show for some reason. It's not. I mean, nobody's watching the show, <laughs> and uh, I don't know. Ending all those emails with big hugs. Yeah, she knows how know. much you love a big hug. I, I mean, it's definitely not you. No, that that never it was an option in mm. my mind. Nah. Anyway, happy birthday! Happy birthday! How are you doing, Stephen? I'm good. How are you? I'm Zachary? pretty good. I'm we didn't really introduce ourselves today. at the beginning. No, we didn't, and I need to look mine up. Ah, uh, okay, one moment. Hold for applause. Thanks. Do you remember that show that you showed me that was, like, really weird, and they had that sketch where the it was, cartoon? like... cartoon? Yeah, where uh, it was all the Brad wrong Neely's sound effects. Harg, Nolan, Sclopio, PPO. Yeah, That's that was... television program's <laughs> title, and it's really funny. That sketch, so for those who don't know what we're talking about... They uh, don't, and they won't after having it explained. There was a sketch where it was like a show, but... It was like a sitcom about a teenage girl with a predator head. There we go. Yeah, teenage girl and with a predator like one of those, head. It was one of those full house type scenes where like... <laughs> You know, the parents are giving a, a cheer-up talk to the kid, and they had audience noises, but they were all, like, really <laughs> wrong for the moment. 
like the the dad would say i love you sweetie and the audience would say boo <laughs> that's a show that criminally only lasted one season and it's super bizarre and hilarious it was yeah. on adult swim and lizzo was a big part of it before she was a superstar really yeah she did a ton of songs on it that's awesome anyway hi i'm zach and hey freud and Kautzen. are you ready for your spanking Oh, you got mine. <laughs> Is that what you were going to say? I too? was going to say, hi, I'm Steven, and I hope you you're ready, ready for, for your spunkin'. Your spunkin'. That sounds fun. I want a spunkin'. How's your week fit? <laughs> <laughs> it's been good. Uh, lots, of, for later. L- lots of dancing. I think nice. last week uh, we recorded on the same day we do this week, so it was right after we had an event. <laughs> Um, and then this week's just been a lot of like uh, getting like professional coaching on dancing stuff and practicing a lot and just getting ready to to keep dancing. What a what a spirit to have! What a way to go through life. Dancing through life. I talked a little bit on the pre-show, but I got to give a shout out to everyone about how I had one of the most bizarre movie-going experiences mm-hmm. in my entire life. I saw the new film Annette in theaters uh i saw it's about it because fishing, right yeah I, it's about a net um <laughs> stars adam driver and marion cotillard uh directed by leo carrix i believe is his name he's a french director that's really noteworthy and he, he he makes really bizarre movies and this is his first american film and it's a musical kind of and all the music <laughs> and the entire screenplay was written by sparks a band that i'm starting to like a lot and it was uh one of the weirdest movies i've ever seen it's a real trip and if you get a chance to see it it's going to be streaming on amazon on august 20th and if you get a chance to see it i think i recommend it you you (laughs) might watch it and be like why did you say i should watch this but it's unlike anything i've ever seen and i can say that for it well i like um people that it seems are in it and i haven't listened to what do you mean people it seems are in it i don't know you said that it's very misleading we watched the trailer on the pre-show okay i don't know what the hell's going on sure yeah, Sparks is cool. You should watch the documentary at some point. Honestly, the documentary that was about them recently, Edgar Wright, who did Hot Fuzz and Shaun of the Dead and Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. uh, directed it. it. Honestly, it's a great documentary to watch, especially if you know nothing about the group. Okay, great. So I think that'd be a great entry point if you ever feel like it. And it's mm-hmm. just a, a good, fun movie. But that's not what we're here to talk about, is it? No, it's not. We're here to talk about... Uh, 1947 politics, as always. Yeah. Um, those darn, darn ding dang colored folk. Oh, God. And women, if they don't quit trying to do stuff. We're here to talk about season three, episode nine of Community. It's foosball and nocturnal vigilantism. What a title. What a mouthful. Yeah, I like it. I like a lot of words that are in this title. Foosball. Foosball is a silly-looking word just to look at it. Doesn't it sound like it should have a, a, a different, like... I don't know. something. Like another it vowel. does. It looks like it's missing something. <laughs> I, there's plenty of vowels. I don't think that's it. It was directed by Anthony Russo, who directed 14 episodes of the series, and it was written by Chris Kula, and this is the only episode he ever uh, wrote of the entire series. Wow, Chris, Kula, come on the show. Why'd you only write one? Did they only it ask originally you? aired on December 1st, 2011. Okay, December 1st, 2011. I would have been around... Well, 10 years younger than you are right now. Wow. Unless you haven't had your birthday yet this year, which you have. I have. 
So, so yeah, I, we, I, I was 14. I, hey, me too. Wow. Cool. Let's talk about some trivia <laughs> before we get into what we thought of the episode. Let's see what we learned from it. I've got okay. five questions. Me too. Okay. What is Britta's geriatric cat named? Got him. Lionel? It's kind of close, but no, it's Daniel. Daniel. Nice. Interesting name for a cat. Great Elton John song. Oh, sure, yeah. Elton John has some good music. I love Elton John. I hope he catches on. Have you seen Rocket Man? <laughs> yes, it's really great. Is it? I want to see it. Okay. It was really overlooked because Bohemian Rhapsody had just come out, and mm-hmm. Bohemian Rhapsody is a horrible film. Really? Yeah. It, Everyone it, told me, it's like, it's so good, you should watch it. It's not. It's like, is Rami Malek really good as Freddie Mercury, or did they just give him really big prosthetic teeth? And also, Freddie Mercury's teeth were nowhere near that big. They're not it's that like, big. It's like horse teeth. I've seen pictures um, and videos of Freddie Mercury. His teeth were not like this the whole time. Also, the guy who directed it is an asshole who got Me too and fired from the movie before it was finished. And so you can really tell that it was sloppily produced and that it, it was a troubled production. Mm. Uh, it... it won an oscar for like best editing or got nominated for best editing or something and there's this scene that's just like them with the record guy talking around a table outside that Mm -hmm. the cuts are so fast and frequent that it's like like motion sickness almost and it won an oscar it's like liam neeson jumping a fence does that answer your question daniel we were talking about daniel it's your turn uh what brand is britta's phone uh tokyo rolla close i think she just said totorola totorola okay that sounds right mm-hmm. how much did the dark knight dvd cost 296 dollars you're off by three ah 299 yes flat okay um it's not really what... flat 99 is <laughs> not really a good round even <laughs> number uh what did leonard review on his youtube page Ooh, i know the, it was a the, cheese pizza i do not know well, the here here's name. what i'll say for this was a question from earlier when shirley says leonard frozen nobody pizza. wants to, yeah mm-hmm. okay what is abed's preferred dark knight viewing order original cut director's mm-hmm. cut director's mm-hmm. cut with commentary and mm-hmm. then the original once again to cool down yeah which i think is a really good way to do it if you're gonna do that's all that. so many times to watch the same movie in a day yeah i think you don't need to watch it i don't think you need a cool down i think after you've watched the commentary you could be like this was fun no i'd want to watch it one more time so i can then like see what they're talking about or like more so notice what was in the director's cut exactly. that wasn't in the original okay mm-hmm. um what are two things that are above the law other than Rick the Landlord? Bats. Mm-hmm. And me? Yes. Is that what he says? And yeah. Batman? And it Abed is. is Batman? Abed as is, yeah. Um, your turn. Yeah. What <laughs> item did Shirley desecrate to the point of making Jeff want to propose to her? They talk about it like yeah, something really that happened. Yeah, I really like this line. Like when that happened, I almost proposed to you on the spot. What you did to... You fool. Pierce's hoagie. Pierce's hoagie. That's what it was. You I couldn't fool. remember the word hoagie. 
You know that um, video of Gilbert Gottfried on Hollywood Squares? Have you ever yeah. seen that? Mm-hmm. And whenever someone gets it wrong, he's like, you fool! Yeah. You That's like you Gilbert right Gottfried? Hmm? You, you, you Gilbert Gottfried fan? I mean, his voice goes from funny to not funny to funny again all the time. Yeah. And he sure will say anything on Cameo for money. And oh, that no. has – there's some pretty funny things of Gilbert Gottfried saying funny things. Oh, let's look. That sounds funny. Um, how many Is videos – Is that the answer to your question? Yeah. How many videos does Leonard have on his channel? Oh, I don't know. Seven is what it says in the little drop down. But I did see that he also has an outfit of the day channel and <laughs> that the video had like 689 views, maybe. Mm-hmm. My last question for you, what necklace was stolen from Annie? Ooh, it was a, a, a gold, white gold um, with emeralds all over it and her name engraved in Hebrew. That is perfect. You got all of it. Nice. Do you have uh, one more? How many dislikes did huh. Leonard's video have? I hope zero. Eight? I don't know. Two. Okay, that's not so bad. I can so guess bad. it was probably Shirley and... That's not so bad. Maybe Jeff. All right, well, that was a good round of trivia. Let's see what we were written into this week. All right, what we, we were written unto. Electronic. What we were written onto. What we were written of to. Written who to? Written you to. Written whom to. Whomst. <laughs> Written whomst of to. D- that's it. That's right. That's, yeah, that's what that's it is. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> um, all right. This one's from Peep Review. Hey, Lil. Uh, I don't have anything of substance for y'all today, but today? I did want to pop in and, <laughs> Love you. and mention my MVP is Troy solely for his facial expressions during the entire episode. Okay. Whether it was natural expressions to Abed when he was Batman and Troy being excited because, you know, Batman, or the expressions he made to Annie any time she lied slash made him yeah. lie with her. Totally. Also, him locking their bedroom blanket fort. Love that. And then yeah. she put, they put the uh, the do-do-do-do, but I can't remember the melody exactly. Do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. Yeah. Do-do-do-do-do-do. Um... Here we go. Also, when the Europeans, uh, when they became the foosball and kicked the ball, that was funny. But, like, the whole Jeff, they were just carrying that for a bit? A $25 bit? That wasn't funny. Made it not funny. Thumbs down. Sent I disagree, from... but they also said that while we were watching it. I, I, mm. I thought that bit was funny. It was fine. Yeah. Sent from Rick's women's shoe collection. Rick's <laughs> woman's shoe collection. It's it would women's, be women's women's shoe collection yeah women's stuff women's t- <laughs> uh there were there was another joke in the episode that made me feel that way I liked when Annie did the Christian Bale impersonation the first time yeah but then when she did it at the end of the scene I thought that was a little too much it was like uh, br- bringing the joke home a little more than it needed to be so I guess I can relate to how you're feeling off of that bit but I I thought that was funny I thought it was fine I I definitely see where they're coming from yeah totally. All right, next email. That was um, a plenty substance. Did yeah, of. there's a lot of substance. I like how sometimes they'll be like, uh, I worked no really hard on this email today, and, and somehow then... there's like Dorito crumbs all over it, <laughs> and it was done over the internet. Uh, <laughs> and then they'll be like, oh, I didn't have time to write anything, but here's an essay on why I think Annie was groomed in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Lil. What's next? <laughs> 
<laughs> Hi guys. This episode really has. Oh, this is from. Who are we uh, speaking to? Our dad. Okay, hey pops. Hi guys. This episode really has grown on me because the A and B stories are so good. Yeah. Anime. Abed as Batman and yeah. Jeff slash and a Jeff Shirley team up. I love it. <laughs> well, I love you, Dad. I like the way you've been reading these today. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> since you're recording on Yvette's birthday, yeah. Yvette is my MVP. Well, is today Yvette's birthday? Today is, but Monday when the episode comes out will be a few days after her birthday. Happy so birthday happy today, Yvette. Yeah. Nicole We've already talked Brown. about it. Yes, it's her birthday. Well, because you said because... Danny had the same birthday as. But you Yvette. said Danny was today's birthday. Today, well, you as said in... today was Danny's birthday. <laughs> today, as in the Monday that this comes out. Oh, Yvette Nicole Brown's birthday is Thursday the twelfth. Ah. So I told Danny happy birthday for no reason. Yeah. Okay. Just keep it. I think she likes you. Happy birthday. Ooh, nice. And that voice is going to read some points. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. No, don't. No, no. <laughs> Give me my time. This is... <laughs> yes, you rain. can do it better than me, but don't steal it from me. Uh, <laughs> since you're recording on Yvette's birthday, Yvette yes. is my MVP. I don't think that should be the only reason. I think this was a great Shirley episode. Um, she sells her worries over teaching Jeff foosball. Mm-hmm. calling him a turkey, and then stops the argument with Jeff by telling him how good he is at a game isn't... Sh- telling him how yeah, good that's... he is at a game isn't how he should measure himself as a man. Yeah, She's that was fine. finally Emmy-nominated for a reason. Who was? Yvette? Yvette got nominated for an Emmy for this? I don't know. Is that what he just said? Read the I don't know. Again. It said she's comma finally comma Emmy nominated for a reason. Oh, she got an Emmy nomination this year. Cool. But it wasn't for Community. She should have. Yeah. Um, trivia. What's the fake name of the inventor of foosball? I don't know, but his Scribbin last name's Foos. Mm. Uh, what does? <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that, Stephen? Skirbenschlaven. Okay. <laughs> Uh, what type of <laughs> shoes did Annie lose during the move? Obviously, her summer ballet flats. I don't like how much you called that detail to memory. <laughs> I'm not going to be able to do anything when I recap the episode today, but I know that those uh, were her summer ballet so flats. Annie's feet. That'll be the beginning of <laughs> Stephen's recap. This so Annie lost her shoes during the move. Uh, they that's were all I caught. Flats. Yeah. Uh, what's the brand of Britta's phone? Toke. Rolla. <laughs> Totorola. I said it. Um, have a good one, guys. Community's Thanks. Matt. Answers. Fletcher Morton Foos. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. And the other two. Schlaven. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I was close. Uh, one more. Uh, Nate Vasquez. What's up? Nate, Nate, Nate. Hey, guys. It's Nate, and I'm writing this during a power outage. Classic Damn. Nate. Classic Nate. Nice phone battery, Nate. Uh, <laughs> Solid, Nate. I love this episode. I love the bit with the soccer ball. Take that, Lil. Nate yeah. likes it. Nate. And we clearly, uh, we just have a much deeper, closer connection to Nate than you. So we're going to have to side with uh, our boy Nate on this one. Yeah. Uh, my MVP would probably go to Shirley or Jeff. 
I'm not sure. If I were to give it to Shirley, which is who I'm leaning towards, I would give okay. it to her for helping a friend despite the consequences and because she helped Jeff defeat the Germans, metaphorically, without tapping into the negative attitudes and emotions that she would have, that she would have before this episode. Nice. If I gave it to Jeff, it would be for giving up his anger and resentment towards Shirley and their shared past experience. I have to mention that I love that, unlike normal Shirley, has... Oh, I'm sorry. I have to mention that I... <laughs> no, it's okay. Take it one more time. Take a deep breath. It's okay. You're not on trial. We're just chilling. This is just a good time. Just easily breezily. It's really just that I'm reading this off my phone and not holding it, and so I'm looking further and further, and the further down the screen it is, the harder I have time reading it, because um, my phone is giant. Uh, I have to mention that I oh, love wow. that unlike Brag normal, much? Shirley has a decent amount to do, yeah. and I love it when the show puts her and Jeff in the lead of a storyline. Yeah. I can't do much trivia this week, and it will probably be basic since I'm watching the episode on data with bad connection. Hope to be back to my normal next week. Thanks, guys. Nate, you're a trooper. Nate has five trivia questions. So even without power, Nate was able to do as much as we did. <laughs> um, what is Britta doing in the episode off camera? Oh, this is I almost have no one of my idea. questions. Um, no, I haven't. She I didn't... says at the like, very beginning of the episode, she's like, this weekend, I'm... Going to an animal hospital. Yeah, she's going to be in an animal hospital. Uh, but do they show her doing something like that in the background? No. Oh, it's just what was Britta doing? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Um, how much was the limited edition Dark Knight DVD with bonus footage? 299 and flat. And Bale autograph cost. I... <laughs> Don't be weird. I said it. <laughs> it's true. 299 flat. Um, name anything <laughs> on the later shown to be. Boy Ray, Blu-ray shelf, uh, besides Blu-rays, DVDs, and the skull with skeleton arms. What? No. <laughs> I can't do that. I have... I don't know. I'm just a man. I am not a computer, Nate. I don't have yeah, a photographic I don't memory. Know. I don't um, know. What brand pizza does Linden review? Now, you didn't know this earlier. I didn't know the brand. I almost and said I it, but I was thinking it, it was going to be like a part of a question, but it wasn't. Oh, uh, what was it? Eugenios. Eugenios. Oh, sure. For whatever reason, I was thinking it started with a K. Stupid. Stupid. Dumb. Um, what does the officer recognize Annie from? From the Conspiracy Theories episode. Mm-hmm. He's like, didn't I teach you Didn't I gun pretend safety? to shoot a guy in front of you <laughs> to teach you about gun safety? Yeah, that's great. Um... Okay, volunteering at the animal hospital, 299 flat, and then flat. on the the shelf, globe, trophies, a painting of fish, board games, another picture of the pair, and other knickknacks. I did not pay attention Speaking to that. Speaking of fish, uh, you made a, a post somewhere that you said <laughs> that... Uh, you were around the town when Fish with a PH was performing, and people yeah, were Yeah, I was door dashing in a town, and you, there was just tent cities all over the place for nice. people camping out and selling stuff out of their tents and stuff. And Wow. Uh, it, it felt, like, it felt like, like a traveling caravan was in town. I've never listened to a Fish song. They're not really my not really my bag. A lot, like a I really like Ween, and a jam. lot of people that like Ween like, like Fish, but Fish is more of a every song is 20 minutes long, and... Nice. They're really talented musicians, but like the guy can't really sing that well. 
Sure. Nice. Nate? Is Nate? that what did Nate asked that? Yeah. <laughs> Nate was curious. And that's uh, trivia thanks, for Nate. this week. That's oh. trivia. Oh, it is. That's act trivia, flavor of the week. Uh, Daddy's ashtray. Mm. Do you remember when you were a kid and... and the only time you got to spend with your father was when he was sitting in one place to smoke a cigarette so he couldn't leave your general vicinity for about five minutes? We've conduced that flavor to yogurt. Bring back Buy all the feelings Dick of mommy drinking in the kitchen goods in Evanston, Illinois. <laughs> nice. I was in Evanston a week ago. All right, Stephen, it is time for the next segment. How do you feel this week? This, I feel like I feel confident in your ability this week. This should be an easier week to, you know, recap. Yes. So as but, always, Steven's got 20 seconds on the clock to give out as much as he can about everything that happened this week on Community Foosball and Nocturnal Vigilantism. We're going to see if he can do it. I've got the stopwatch teed up. We are going to find out, did, did Steven, Steven watch, the watch the episode this week? This week. You got 20 seconds. Three, two, one. Go. So Annie has these feet, right? But she lives with Abed and Troy, <laughs> and Abed's really excited because he got the Dark Knight special DVD with an autograph, and then Annie steps out and breaks it when she's cleaning. Meanwhile, Jeff is getting bullied by these Germans about foosball, so Shirley helps him and trains him, but meanwhile, Shirley was a bully when she was a kid. She picked on Jeff and Petey's pants, but then they make friends, and they beat the Germans at their own game, and then the landlord has a bunch of shoes because they think that he took the DVD Stop. and Annie lies about it. You were so close to a good showing. I really was, but I... You were so close. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't do bad. You just missed the ending of the Troy and Abed storyline, I guess. Mm. Um, hmm. That's gonna be a B plus. Thank you. You did pretty well. It I was think I know how a I could have gotten an A, an a. but mm-hmm. yeah, you were almost there. But good yeah. job this week. Thank you. Before we talk about our opinions on the episode, if it was a good or bad one, what was your favorite funny moment or moments? Okay, so funny enough, my funny the hardest enough. laugh that I had in the episode was um, the first time that Annie did the Christian Bale impression. Really funny. I thought it was, especially because when Troy's like, that's not an option. <laughs> yeah, that whole scene was really, really, really funny with Troy, like Lil said, locking the, the blankets up and with singing his little song that scene and mostly troy in it was one of my two moments that i picked out too yeah i really liked when uh annie was like i broke the dvd why uh, <laughs> i stepped on it why i was dusting the tv why, why? It was really really funny did you have any others or just the one that was my that was my top dog i had one other that i wrote down that was more of a smaller moment i really liked the way that joel delivered his line uh and, and I drank a lot of Mountain Dew that day. That was funny. I thought it was really funny. So those were my two. What did you think about this week's episode? I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I mean, it's not necessarily the funniest episode that's ever come out of the show, but I don't think it's bad at all. I think this is a solid episode. Yeah, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, even more so than the Annie's Move episode, it feels like a pretty typical sitcom episode of Community, mm-hmm. and they don't really do those very often anymore. 
So there wasn't exactly a lot to get out of this episode yeah. other than a few surprisingly emotionally tinged moments between Jeff and Shirley. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I had a lot of fun with it. There were things in it I related to. There were things in it that I laughed really hard at. And there weren't many things that I disliked about it. I, I don't think I'll have much negative to say about it. If anything, it's just that the episode's a little slight. Yeah. So it doesn't. It doesn't go as high as some of the other episodes this season so far, but I definitely would put it ahead of several of the episodes of this season, too. I think so. What about you? Where do you think you would rank it out of what we've looked at so far? Um, This episode 9, we're almost halfway through season 3 already. That's crazy. I'd probably put it... Like, pretty close to the middle, I would think. Yeah, probably 4th or 5th. So right in the middle for me. I have it behind chaos, behind gay, behind documentary filmmaking, so it's probably around the... Would you put it above uh, Annie's Move? I think so. I don't think I would. I think I do like Annie's Move a little bit better, but I, I do really like this one. Actually, no, I forgot. Annie's Move has the, the karaoke, so no, Annie's Move's ahead of this one. Yeah, I like that one a little so bit more than this one. probably for me. But this one was... I don't know. It's almost frustrating how well they use Shirley in this episode in a way yeah. that's against type because they could have done this so much more often uh, because Yvette absolutely nails it this episode. She was she's fantastic. She's asked to do some kind of weird stuff that I'm sure wasn't really – I'm sure she's not super serious about foosball. And obviously mm-hmm. some of that was manipulated to look like it was them doing it. But as far as just being able to sell the lines, I, I think she really nailed it. And it's disappointing that they didn't run with this. Well, and she sets the tone right away with that first like thing she does. She's like, you don't know me. I think that, like, from that moment on, it was her show, you know? Yeah, kind of. She kind of really ran it yeah, the whole time. And Jeff was great paired alongside her. I like a Jeff Shirley pairing quite a bit, like Nate was saying. But you know, something Shirley that really kind of steals the show for me. Almost makes me like the episode more in hindsight is to think that Nick Kroll has a really funny, really funny bit character in this episode. And he's yeah. almost an afterthought by the end of it. That's not where all the action is. It's really more with Jeff it's and Shirley true. and Troy Abed and Annie. And I feel like that's a, a good thing. If an, if an episode of Community can have a Nick Kroll appearance and and it's one of, one of but not the funniest thing in the episode, that's a pretty good episode. Yeah, it's true. Let's dive right into it. I like Nick Kroll. You like everyone likes Big Mouth a lot more than I do, but yeah, I like, I like Big Mouth. But I like Nick and Kroll I like mostly. Nick Kroll. I think he, on the league he was hilarious. I never watched the league, but I remember when you were into it. I want to open up our discussion of this episode with a little bit of a quiet ongoing segment we've had recently, and that's Chevy Watch because Chevy yeah. Chase is practically not in this episode. <laughs> He's in, I think, two total scenes. He has, I think, two lines in this episode. Mm-hmm. It's right here when he says, I forgot what I'm doing, who I'm doing this week, and Jeff makes a comment back at him, and he just makes a face in reaction. Yeah. And he has a line at the end when he says, since when are those two so close? That's mm-hmm. it. That's Chevy it. is not in this episode. And I didn't even notice that the first time I watched it. It was the last time I watched it where I, because I didn't miss him. I didn't notice until at the very end when he and Britta walked up. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, they weren't in this, huh? Also, and I, Dean like, and Chang do not appear in mm-hmm. this episode, which I did miss them a little bit. Yeah. But there's enough going on with the two storylines that I, I, I didn't really. Well, uh, and I guess really nice even Britta's the, not in it. 
yeah, Britta's not in it. I think there have been a lot of, like, Dean-heavy episodes the last two weeks, and they were great, great, great episodes. But we need but... the study group to shine a little more. Exactly. And they do in this one. Not as a unit, uh, but that's something we'll get next week when we get an episode I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I think this is also the first episode, I think, where we get, like, a Annie Abed-Troy storyline that doesn't involve anyone else. Yeah, and it's something that they kind of do from now on, and it works really well. I really like that group. In the beginning scene, I really liked, at least Britta for not being in the episode very much, her (laughs) bit with her phone is so over the top and ridiculous, both here when she just pulls it out as if it's, like, to make a joke about it, and has it has this just such (laughs) long antenna. It looks like a car antenna. And I mean, this was 2011, so it was only a handful of years after the iPhone. I'm sure people still had some embarrassing phones, but Britta. <laughs> There's a really funny bit um, before it goes to the theme song where she like tries to take a picture. And it catches on fire. It starts smoking. <laughs> well, and, and then she says, it comes oh, in it's a fine. Pack. It comes in a six pack. <laughs> That's a really funny bit. Before that, we uh, get the big thing about Troy and Abed in this episode, that Troy and Abed, I don't know if they put their money together to get this or if Mm -hmm. Abed just got it, but they got this super expensive limited edition Dark Knight DVD that's $300, and I relate to this very much because Mm -hmm. to this day, I can still be a bit of of a media collector when it comes to DVDs, and if one is cool but also expensive, that almost makes me want it more. So I totally got this. I related to this. I mean, I would definitely pay... I don't know if I would easily pay that much money, but I would pay more than I should for, like, let's say, like, a show like Cowboy Bebop, if they released, like, some sort of box set with, like, the... um, some sort of music like recording or stuff like that i would absolutely pay that much for it not that much but i mean three hundred dollars for a dvd that's signed by christian bale that's actually not bad huh that's a really good price because christian bale doesn't strike me as the type of celebrity who likes to just sign stuff no not with (laughs) he might like take a knife and carve something but also this episode within troy and abed's plot even though it kind of circles around Abed's love of the DVD, and I guess he gets the Batman stuff. It's almost mm-hmm. more an Annie storyline than anybody else's. It is. And it has a couple of things that are kind of my issues with the Annie character a little bit later in the episode. Mm-hmm. But I think Allison Brie has some really solid comedic acting chops in this episode. I think she's she really funny. She several things throughout it that make me laugh pretty hard. And I like Troy playing off of her versus playing off of Abed or Jeff, which he normally yeah. is. Uh, I liked... The little passive-aggressive exchange between Abed and Annie about how he left out buttered noodles (laughs) and she just put them away and cleaned the plate and Abed was not done with them. No. And it's one of those great jokes where they only say a sentence about it or something, but it just tells this whole story about what must have happened between the two of them. Kind of in the same line. roommates, it works really well. As the same Mm -hmm. line as what? Uh, along the same lines as when in the Annie's move episode with the pillows uh-huh. and Shirley and Abed. Oh, sure. Yeah, exactly like that. I Such really a like jokes thing. like that. So now we see the foosball table that's here that's never been here before, but whatever, just go with it. <laughs> and Nick Kroll and two other European men, German men, not to, I assume German, are just real intense with the foosball. I imagine it's because uh, people of their descent take 
football really seriously. Uh, so foosball football. is kind of uh, a tableized football. And uh, so they're really schooling everybody on it, and they're hyping each other up. And my favorite part about this introduction is that they're playing against Garrett, and the way Garrett just, like, shakes it off and storms <laughs> away after he's lost. What do you think about these guys? What do you think about the Germans? I remember... I haven't mentioned this yet. I remember not liking this episode very much. Really? And I think I remember the German guys being in it a lot more and yeah. finding them a lot more annoying when I watched them before. But I think that was at a time before Nick Kroll was really on my radar. So I totally. think being predisposed to laugh at Nick Kroll made me laugh a lot harder at most of his stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of them? I think that, I mean, they're a little bit overdone, but I think it's in a much funnier way than, what was the guy that was friends with Troy and Abed that Britta dated? Oh, sure. Um, yeah. That he was a genocider. Mm-hmm. I think this uh, is a uh, lot uh, funnier uh, and a lot... that's going to bug me. I want to know what his name is. Luca. Luca. Good job. Mm-hmm. Disney Pixar's Luca. Exactly. Yeah, I, I think they're funny. What's not very funny at least from what I remember, is next season in the, the Rocky Water season, there's another episode that features, like, the German characters, but mm-hmm. without Nick Kroll. And I yeah. think they're a bigger part of that episode, too. Mm. So that'll be fun. I'm, I'm actually pretty excited to talk about season four. Though. I am, too. To have a reason to revisit it and try to dive into what works about it and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. I like how Shirley keeps pretty quiet during this conversation, but you can tell that she's nervous about it. Yeah. Pretty good. I, Jeff's bit where he walks up to Nick Kroll and company and tells the story about being the grandson of the foosball man. I, this was the type of smarmy Jeff that made me roll my eyes a little bit. Not my favorite Jeff being an asshole to someone. You know what I mean? No, because like his thing is like that they're being loud, but like I feel like the study group they, is quite loud quite yeah. often. <laughs> and the way that he – like if someone came up to me because I was being loud, if they were like, hey – I'm Grand Matterhorn Music, and my father invented music, and he would not want you playing it this loud. I'd be like, that's the most terrible person I've ever. Yeah, met I'd in my say shut life. the f- up and like go away. Like I don't know. I will listen to my Naked Brothers band however loud I want. <laughs> yeah, right before the theme song, that stinger where Britta tries to take a picture of the foosball thing and it just catches on fire. <laughs> really, really funny. Pierce looks really confused in the background, too. Yeah, and it's not just in that shot. Throughout that whole opening, he's just kind of looking around. I don't think he had a script. I think they just said, hey, say something. Say this. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he had a script. I don't think he opened the script. Ah. He probably opened the script, saw he had two lines, was really pissed, then realized he got to go home early and didn't care. Yep. After the theme song, we're going forward with the Troy Abed Annie storyline. And I really liked... This scene that's just Annie, like, doing things around the house, I, I don't know. I I think that they're slowly but surely using Annie better mm-hmm. because I don't really remember her being as insufferable as I found her the first two seasons. No. I think Annie's getting better. I think so, too. I, I honestly think that in season two, Annie made a lot of strides, and at the beginning of season three, they took her back down. Yeah, but I think she's getting better. Mm-hmm. Or at least they're using her better. Yeah. I know it gets worse in season four, but yep. that's for another day. Uh, she almost puts away a plate with the half-eaten peanut butter and jelly, but she stops herself because of the buttered noodles incident. <laughs> I really like that bit. Something that I couldn't help but think from a production aspect. 
I was thinking about how they they filmed this, and someone had to make that TV look dusty. Mm-hmm. And that just impresses me. Yeah, like, I wonder from, like, what you, do you take like sawdust or something on like a rag and like Ooh, throw that's it over a good the top, idea. maybe. Mm-hmm. Or like blow it onto it, or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how you would do it, but it looks like because it looks TV, really like a dusty and it TV. looks dusted later on. And I'm sure their props don't come dusty. I'm sure they had to make it look dusty. Yeah, I thought that was cool. Now here's what I will say. Okay. Do you think that Abeg would have a screen with that many smudges on it? No. I also don't think Abed would leave his three hundred dollar DVD on the floor. No. I think he'd keep it with him and be showing it to everyone. Exactly. But. That's not what happened. It's on the floor with a bunch of other DVDs. I see a Blu-ray for uh, Kick Puncher. Kick Puncher, Detroit. Is it Detroit? That's funny. I think so. And, and he, Annie steps right on the Dark Knight DVD and one of the discs shatters. I also don't think that would happen. I think she would probably fuck up the case. I don't think she would shatter a DVD. Not in a thing like that. Now, some old DVD cases that were super thin, I've absolutely cracked a disc doing that. Cracked, but not shattered. No. Discs to like make them really come apart. You kind of It's hard. They have they have some bend to them. Yeah. Probably for that very reason. After that happens, it's such a beautiful sequence. We talked about this being probably the funniest part of the whole episode. Mm-hmm. Troy walks out of his pillow fort or blanket fort and locks the door behind him, which is hilarious, with an actual key. And he's humming Daybreak, and it's, he's just smiling and happy and, and bright. And Annie just has this bad energy. And the way that this all builds to, to, to <laughs> Troy freaking out about the DVD being broken and about how mad Abed's going to be and how big of a problem this is going to cause. And the bit of, well, what? Are we just going to re-record <laughs> exclusive commentary by Christian Bale? And Annie thinks about it for a second and tries to do it. <laughs> and her crying face on top of it. That's one of Alison Bree's funniest moments in the show so far. Mm-hmm. That's up there with her like chloroforming people. Oh, yeah. And, of course, Troy is smart enough and the show smart enough to point out the lost, broken thing happens on sitcoms all the time. And Abed knows how many times. Abed knows everything. I like the way that, mm-hmm. that Troy – like, Troy and Abed are best friends. But you can tell that Troy is kind of scared of Abed. Just a little bit, yeah. He's powerful. Like, he definitely doesn't understand – how Abed does or knows the things that he does, but he like acknowledges and admires that. Yeah, sure. Oh, I see the the globe plane trophies. Yeah, I, w- I do not pay attention to things like that. I suppose. Mm-mm. Is that like a painting of a coat rack? That's probably from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Inspector Space Time. Inspector Space Time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was uh, thinking Ferris Bueller was... because of the the robe. I guess. Troy leaves the situation, and I like how he continues to sing the little tune, but, like, with with tears in Mm -hmm. his voice. And then Annie does the Christian Bale voice one more time. And it was such a funny joke that I think doing it the second time is just trying to milk a little more out of it. It would have been funnier if it just happened and was done. Do you agree? Or did you think it was still just as funny the second time? It didn't bother me as much as it did you, but I don't think it's very funny. I just kind of was like, "Mm." I mean, I wouldn't say it bothered me. I'm a grown man. I don't really lose sleep over jokes in a television program. It's just that when we do this show, you know, we kind of, uh, that's kind of, I kind of look for things. Yeah. So sorry. I don't know. Give her a break, Zach. Who's her? The television program community? <laughs> or yeah. just give it up. Give it a break. <laughs> just why don't you take, take five. Take a five. Okay. Take a five. Can I have, yeah. can I have a five? Can I just get five? Can I just get five, I'm here. please? I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. 
Now we cut to Jeff practicing foosball, and he's doing it by himself, and he's not very good, and Shirley catches him doing it. Uh, why do you think Shirley was at the school after hours? I don't know. I didn't think about that. Yeah. I like to now, think I- that this is still Friday. Okay. And but it's, I think it's nighttime. It is, so it's Friday night. But maybe there's night classes. Well, I don't know if there's night classes or not because of the conspiracy episode. Yeah, I think... I think there is. That maybe Shirley was, like, studying or finishing some work from another class, maybe. How do you feel that this show did in this episode at... I don't know. In this episode, Shirley and Jeff both take foosball very, very seriously. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's kind of the joke. But at the same time, they also tie an actual emotional backstory into the yeah. game for both of these people how do you think the show did it that in this i episode? buy it i buy it too but it's just so ridiculous that jeff takes foosball so seriously and i believe that this formative memory that we're going to get to later mm-hmm. impression both of them like this yeah. but not so much that the game itself would no i think that for jeff I can see it being a thing for him, right? Because, like you said, he didn't have anyone to play catch, but it's still sportsy enough that it can be kind of a cool thing. And for Shirley, she was uh, not the smallest girl growing up, and she probably was ostracized for that. And this was a place where she could be dominant. As an African-American woman, you don't get to be in positions of power very often. That side I get. I love, I cannot give enough credit to the stuff that they did with Shirley in this episode and how subtle it was. Mm -hmm. We learned a lot about her. It makes so much sense that she kind of lashed out and was mean to people when she was younger because Mm -hmm. it got her some type of attention and respect from other people. and, And the way that it's now formed, how far the opposite direction she's become as an adult Mm -hmm. it's some of the best character work they've done it's definitely and the fact that it's about something so silly is is very season three of the show but it's the best and we're getting way ahead of ourselves too but it's it's the best direct character work they've done with shirley since i think the season one halloween episode where she was getting over andre leaving her exactly which yeah, is sad, so, yeah. but it's not this episode's fault. This episode's pretty great for that. Mm-hmm. The scene where Shirley first gives away her foosball skills and the look on her face and how effortlessly she does it is the really CG's great. The CG's not bad at all, also. I don't think all of this is CG. What they said on the commentary that's interesting is they had like a foos- a guy who could like really do a lot of this stuff come in, like a stunt foosball guy. That's and great. And they said it was a Latino man. And or woman, I, I forget, but they said that they didn't really end up using any of the shots, but they, and I don't know how problematic or not this is, but they darkened his hands so he could do some stunt shots as Shirley. Shit. <laughs> I feel like if we're going to give anything blackface adjacent a pass, that's close. Yeah. That feels pretty harmless. Yeah. But that's so bizarre that it's a weird thing. I really especially like the picture of it if it's a, and they say they put nail polish on his hands too. I like the the image even better if it's like a a Hispanic man. Mm -hmm. I think that'd be funny. Thanks for coming in and doing this. We just really quick need to make you look like this woman. (laughs) They said, don't you want to shoot the table instead of the, my hands? No, 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 no. But more importantly, Yvette 
sells the shit out of all of the the skill that Shirley has and all mm-hmm. of the trauma that Shirley has because of foosball. Uh, it's some of her best work on the show. The you don't know me is one of the first of several hilarious lines that are perfectly delivered that she gets this week. Yeah, she really nails it. I don't know how I felt about the holy crap. I thought that I didn't hate it. It could was have just said, a little long-winded. That's what it was. Just took too long. He could have had a space between the hoe and the lee, but holy the lee crap. Exactly. Or just like holy crap would have mm-hmm. been better. Exactly. Another thing I like is we've seen Jeff and Shirley paired up before, and it's worked really well. But I don't think we've ever seen one where I don't know. I guess you could argue Jeff is the focal point of this storyline but i really think it's shirley it doesn't feel like it though where shirley's kind of the driving force of it once she takes it over and jeff is just kind of a part of it well and if you just read like on paper sure it's about jeff because he's the one who wants to bow them she's like helping train him but watching it yvette just steals the show i think the troy abed annie line loses a little bit of grace with me as it goes on because it goes a little too far in the silly territory but this scene that's next definitely continues the track record from the first scene when abed's just so excited to get to his dvd and when he opens the door annie has strewn the whole apartment in a way and is like screaming about how the place has been robbed and the way that you can just the layers of annie like pretending that this is real that she's the one who tore this all apart that abed is sympathetic if not totally uh uh not totally behind on what might have actually happened and then troy and annie's quiet conversations that they have with each other throughout the rest of this episode are really really nice yeah i think that that scene really is 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 good and and i i don't know it does lose a little bit for me as it goes on but not a whole lot not a whole lot i think it goes from like a to like b to me sure one thing I like about this episode is there are several moments between Jeff, uh, mostly Jeff to Shirley in this episode, that are pretty harsh. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that they did that. I don't know. The first one's here when Jeff's trying to get Shirley to help him beat Nick Kroll and the Germans in foosball. And uh, Je- uh, Shirley doesn't want to help because it's like a hard thing for her to deal with. And Jeff says, this is the first thing I've ever needed from you. Come on. Yeah. I think that's so harsh. That's really crappy. He's like three years of nothing that you've offered being. You finally to me I have care one about. thing I actually need. That's so harsh. And he apologizes instantly, yeah. but that's just so uh manipulative of Jeff yeah. to say something like that to someone. That's pretty unlikable. Well, and you know Jeff is on purpose, you know, acting really sad now because he's like, Oh, I'll I'll see you on Monday. But the real reason he says it is because the story writers need a reason for Shirley to bring her fire to the foosball table mm-hmm. with Jeff, and she does, and or she agrees to <laughs> at dawn in the student lounge as if it's like a duel that they're going to have. And they follow <laughs> it up with a hug. I don't know. I feel like Jeff should have gotten some, like, you can't use people like this in this episode. Yeah, he really doesn't suffer any consequences. Yeah, but it's very clear that the game of foosball is something dark and powerful to Shirley. So she's praying over what's going to happen with her getting involved. And then it it pans out, and Leonard is at a really old ATM that we've never seen before, but I think is a yeah. really nice Greendale touch. And Shirley gets a shut-up Leonard in this episode, and it might be one of the best shut-up Leonards yet because it spawns such a great running joke. Yeah, I You're think You're talking it's really about funny. it. <laughs> uh, Quiet 
MVP to Leonard in this episode. Leonard was great. Three Richard of my five so questions funny. were Leonard related. <laughs> I, that's that's really funny. <laughs> I'm sure Richard Erdman didn't know a lot about like YouTube and no. doing frozen pizza reviews or why that's funny. But the way he does that bit in the end and the way he does is you're talking about it here. It's just delivered <laughs> perfectly and with a smile that makes him just so adorable. Yeah, I Richard Erdman was at one time roommates with Marlon Brando. That's wild. Leonard. <laughs> and then Shirley had a stinger on that where she made uh, made a funny comment too when she's like, "Well, I guess you're right. I am thinking about it." <laughs> right? And then it is Don and Shirley is teaching Jeff all of the intricacies of foosball and it's really silly. How yeah. how serious Shirley takes it, and yeah, how this serious seems kind of funny. I think it's funny too, because we see these scenes all the time in like you know sports movies where it's like you gotta get mad, you gotta use your rage, and you need to try and tap into something deeper. And it's foosball. Mm-hmm. It's foosball. Now I will say I do really enjoy foosball, and I consider myself to be pretty good at foosball. Well, we'll get to have some foosball tournaments in a couple weeks. Yeah. I'm down. I think we're going to be at a foosball table. That's going to be fun. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm awful at pool, but I'm pretty good at foosball. I'm decent at ping pong. I really like pool. I've gotten decent-ish at Oculus ping pong, but I haven't played very much real-life ping Mm -hmm. pong, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about foosball. It's hard for me to keep up, I think, with foosball. Mm. But I'm down to try yeah, if, if the tabletop game that I'm probably best at in this genre would be air hockey. Air hockey, pretty fun. good at air hockey. I'm mm-hmm. decent at air hockey. So I can't say enough about how great Yvette is, and Joel too, but how great Yvette is in the scene where she really brings the fire to this foosball table. Uh, her like grunts throughout it, her face, and then her <laughs> up your ass, turkey, haha, at the end of it. It's yeah. so funny, and Yvette sells it so well to where you don't think about how ridiculous it is. You take it seriously because she's taking it so seriously. And that's so important for this storyline to work. And it works because of her. Well, and I think that this is one of the few times, kind of like in the uh, first Christmas episode with the fight, where we get to see Shirley kind of let loose a little bit. Yeah. And have that side where she's excited and into something. That's it's It's great to see. And one of my favorite things that Jeff does is after he finally, I think, scores a point on Shirley, says mm-hmm. you call, his only reaction is, you called me turkey. I love it. I thought that <laughs> was really, really funny. Yeah. And then Shirley just growls back at him. Just, <laughs> I love that. We get the return of Officer Kakowski, who mm-hmm. is the brother of one of the writers of Community, Liz Kakowski. He shows up again in this episode. I don't know if the last time we saw him was Conspiracy Theories, but that's one of his his most noteworthy appearances. And it's I think we see may have back. seen him once since then in the uh, in the dean's office for some reason. Okay. I love how he walks in and he's like, yeah, our captain was killed on duty last week. Yeah, good man. <laughs> Two kids and a pregnant wife. So I heard you're missing a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. I hate to see how far Annie lets this go Yeah. before she takes responsibility for it. Uh, all the lying. Uh, it, I mean, it, it holds true to Annie's character from the type of issues we know that she's had in the past. Uh, so it doesn't like totally 
feel false. It's not like when she threw a fit in the geography episode. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it, it just isn't super fun for me to watch. It just kind of makes me cringe, and it makes me feel bad for Abed. I do feel bad for Abed here, and I hate that she's making Troy go along with it. Annie, when she's telling the story about how the only other thing that they lost was this necklace, and then she makes up what it is, <laughs> and she can't help but keep adding details to the story. Yeah. I think Allison sells that really well, how she just comes up with detail after detail. This is really loved funny. her for her mind. And the Kukowski says, good color for the report, but we are not going to find your stuff. That's exactly what Annie wanted to hear. And then one of my low-key funniest moments was mm-hmm. the officer calling attention because the conspiracy theory episode is one of the most bizarre, pretty canon-feeling episodes of yeah. Community that they don't really talk about once it happens. So for him to be like, did we pretend to shoot people in front of you? I think it's a real <laughs> funny call back to that episode that, that worked really well for me here yeah i think that was really funny they both kind of look at annie like huh <laughs> and she's like yeah yeah that happened but abed eventually he just he's on the trail he knows that something's fishy here there's no sign of forced entry they didn't take any money or anything they took it one dvd and one piece of jewelry so he thinks that this means that the landlord took it. And and before he gets that out, Annie is this close to telling the truth because she thinks that he's onto him. But as soon as she knows she has another out, she takes it. No problem. Mm-hmm. And it's awful to see, but Troy's reactions through all of this are, are, are really great. I'm surprised Troy didn't crack before Annie did. It's true. Troy is maturing. I think he's he's trying to encourage her to do the right thing because he knows that it's going to be a tougher situation if he's like hey Abed Annie broke your DVD and doesn't want to tell you yeah you know here's my idea that would have made the second half of the storyline better okay Troy can't help but tell Abed mm-hmm Abed has trouble confronting Annie so the episode <laughs> becomes Troy and Abed going along with Annie's lies to try to in the end teach her a lesson yeah. about just being honest with them that would be funny and it doesn't really become that. No. They, they have a nice little apology at the end, but it's not like a we need to be honest with each other thing. I think they could have gotten a little bit more out of it. Mm-hmm. Allison, one of her other funniest moments is when Troy's like, you're not going to let this actually happen, are you? And Annie just like squeaks for like ah! 10 seconds. Like, ah! <laughs> I thought it was really, really funny. Yeah. The sports montage continues with Shirley and Jeff. I like this bit where Shirley places ball after ball for him to try like different types of spin on <laughs> and different types of serves. And yeah, it, that's pretty great. Uh, Jeff's starting to get pretty good, but the Germans show up to uh, make fun of Jeff for having his mama to, to help <laughs> him learn foosball. You just have to practice with your mama. One thing that I thought was really funny the first time we saw them that I didn't mention is the way that they're that when they first get one over on Jeff, when they're like, hey, try to score a point on us, when he's like, but I wasn't even touching the Fusenschaften. I thought yeah. that was really funny. That was great. The I'm sure Nick Kroll made up some of these words. I'm sure mm-hmm. the community writers did too, but uh, I don't know. The, the fake German words really make me laugh. Very funny. What didn't so much make me laugh, though, were all of Jeff and uh, Shirley's supposed burns on German people. But I did like how after Jeff mentions that they make nice cars, that one of the posse is like, you take that back. And he's like, yeah. I have to charge them. I thought that was pretty funny. They agree to challenge each other to foosball. And Shirley wants to make it interesting. And whoever wins can never 
uh, can never touch the foosball table ever again. And then we get probably the most iconic line from, from the Germans in this mm -hmm. episode. Monday morning. Only let's make it interesting. The losers never get to use this table again. Oh, you are so on that things have now become very much like Donkey Kong. <laughs> very funny. But yeah, like the das butt and the strudel and all, none of those jokes really give me that much. Mm -mm. And then we get the bit that Lil had so much issue with and that, uh, that Nate liked a lot. The two men pick up Nick Kroll and make him kick a soccer ball like a foosball. Okay, so Lil thinks that part is funny. It is yeah. funny, especially how close it comes to hitting Jeff's head. Yeah. And then they just walk out. I think it's pretty funny. Like, it, it's pretty Dan Harmon to write in a reason why the sitcom joke they just did was a sitcom joke and wouldn't yeah. actually happen in real life. Because you could do this with so many things on Community, and they don't do it. They just do it here. Uh, but it doesn't bother me. I think Jeff would go down this diatribe. And it almost makes it even funnier to me how he's talking about the $25 bit, and then you start to see the, the soccer ball rolling around behind them again, that they're just, yeah. like, leaving in, in the cafeteria. I yeah, I think great. it's funny. It could – I can see how someone would think it went on for too long, but I don't think it's bad. It didn't bother uh, me at of all. Of several kind of annoying Jeff moments in this episode for me, it's not really one of them. No. Troy is now confronting Annie. This has got to end because Abed is doing something crazy. He's going to go embarrass themselves in front of the landlord. They could probably literally lose where they live over this. Yes, and Annie is just letting it go right along. Annie's letting go right along. Also, what do you think about Abed as Batman? Do you think Love that's it. a step too far that they bring him back and that he's so deep into it, or you think it works? I think that Abed is probably very, very upset that his DVD is missing, that he was so excited to watch four times. He was probably going to dress up like Batman anyway. Yeah, and I think I'm not that... saying it doesn't work for me. I was just curious mm -hmm. to know what you thought about it. Yeah, no, I like it. And especially since Christian Bale said that Abed is Batman. That's true, and... Danny Pudi just has a perfect Christian Bale Batman voice, so it's it makes great. sense for them to keep using it. I thought this was really funny. He grappling hooks out of the <laughs> window. Troy's really happy. It's really sweet that Troy's happy that he's using the grappling hook yeah. he got Abed for Christmas. What's most funny about this is everything from... He wasn't exactly supposed to stumble out of the window. It was just like Abed goes off, goes out of the window really? on, a, on a rope. And then this is just how Danny made it happen. This is like real. But it works really well, and it's really funny. Like, it's actually him, like, stumbling and almost falling and stuff as he tries That's to get really down. That's really funny. And I guess I almost didn't even notice this. I you got to give Annie credit because she does try to come clean. She I didn't notice that either. I think I noticed it, but it moved too fast that it didn't, like, uh, it didn't, like, get into my brain hole, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> But, yeah, uh, Abed is too far gone at this point. He thinks if that was true, Annie would have said something a long time ago. And he's Batman now, so he's I missed he, that. He's on yeah. a thing. Yeah, I kind of missed it too. Or missed it in, in analyzing the episode. Yeah. It makes Annie look a little bit better in the long run. Because well, I now do love... how far it goes from here is just as much on Abed as it is Annie. Yeah, I do love where he like rub caresses Annie's face and she once again kind of swoons over the character that Abed is playing. Yeah. Abed could get it, I think. If he wanted to, oh, Abed yeah. could get it. Totally. I can't believe you started your recap with Annie's. So Annie has these feet. <laughs> you. It was a callback. You know? It was a callback. I had to do it.
So they all climb out the window, too, which I think is funny. Annie follows mm-hmm. Abed out the window, and so does Troy. And then we cut to Jeff and Shirley bonding over their, their shared foosball experiences at the only restaurant set community can afford. <laughs> Do you think the dean would be upset if he knew that Jeff took Shirley here so shortly he- after taking him? That would have been funny if he was just at, like, another table and there were just one or two, like, him, like, glancing at them, like, ugh. That would have been like, a great him use and for the a dean in this guy episode. in a Dalmatian costume. Yeah. Or a baby in a diaper. <laughs> and this conversation, they're bonding. They're getting to know each other better. They get along well and they're remembering that. Uh, but it, this is when we open up to the kind of trick that this episode pulls that they're going to tell us that that Jeff and Shirley have have been in contact with each other as children. They are about the same age. Mm-hmm. And not only that, Jeff had this really traumatic, like, like, like personality forming experience being bullied as a child mm-hmm. over a game of foosball. And it turns out that that bully was Shirley. All along. It's so close to not working to being too much of a stretch. But I think they do pull it off. I think it works, yeah. The girl who does Young Mean Shirley, I think, did a really good job. She plays um, Daryl's daughter on The Office. Does she really? Is that mm-hmm. who that is? Yeah. The one that Ryan, like... No, that's Stanley's That's Stanley's, Stanley's daughter. daughter. She does a really good job. I think she's got the mean bully vibe well, but you see what's underneath it at the same time. Yeah. Uh, and, and Shirley telling the story and getting it off of her chest, not knowing that it was Jeff, that... I guess I didn't mention the, the story that over a game of foosball, uh, Shirley was really bullying the, the person that she was playing against and jabbing her with a stick and making the guy pee his pants, and that person ended up being Jeff. Mm-hmm. But Shirley was telling the story to get it off her chest and didn't know that it was Jeff. But, of course, Jeff hears that story and, and knows what it is, and it, it totally changes everything between them because suddenly, uh, I don't know, Jeff just reverts to this child and can't help but see Shirley now as the bully that made him pee his pants and get laughed at as a kid. Yeah. What else, uh, the kid that's playing Jeff, what else is he in? Or I didn't recognize him. Really? No. Maybe he looks a little familiar, but I don't know. He's just some kid. <laughs> He's been in something. Jacob Bertrand. He's been in a lot of stuff. He was the main character of... Uh, He's credited some... as Tinkletown. Yeah. It looks He's... like he might be on Cobra Kai. He is. He was also um, the main character of Kirby Buckets. I don't know that one. He was one of the Bubble Guppies. He was in Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. Um... He was in Marvin Marvin. He played Henry Foreman. He was in Marvin Marvin? Yeah. The Lion Guard. He was like, in a lot like, of kids like shows. an actual character. He's in an episode of iCarly. He was in The Gambler with Mark Wahlberg. Nice. Interesting. So he has been in quite a bit of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was a voice in Paranorman. He's a voice on The Legend of Korra. He was in an episode of iCarly. He was in an episode of Parks and Rec. He's in an episode of The Cape, Zach. Come on. Is he really? Oh, shit. Yeah. What if it was the son from the cave? That would have been That'd funny. That'd be freaking hilarious. It says he's only one in one episode, so it might be. <laughs> well, cool. I've heard that Cobra Kai is really good. I have, too. I love the Karate Kid movies, so I'd probably really enjoy it. So Jeff and Shirley realize they have this shared sort of traumatic experience. Uh uh, Jeff Pugh's pants, and it, it it made him change schools and change his hair and his personality and how he looked, and it was all because of Shirley. And mm-hmm. it kind of makes Jeff the adult spiral because we're going to see in some of the other harsh things that he says to Shirley in a second that he doesn't look that highly at Shirley, so knowing that it was 
in quotations just heard that made him feel that way makes him feel worse yeah Uh, the line that he has before he storms out he says uh i wish i could show my 10 year old self a picture of you right now Mm. i thought that cut pretty deep that's pretty mean but then the delivery afterwards kind of softens the blow when he says, and I had a lot of Mountain Dew that yeah. day. But man, who would have thought that this type of uh, successful conflict would have come out of an episode about silly German accents and foosball and Batman? I know. And speaking really of Batman, I like how the poor, creepy landlord, his apartment is so bare. Yeah. I'm sure part of that is a set dressing thing, but it kind of works for this character. He's just got this nightstand, a lamp, a chair, a cooler next to him full of beer, and he's watching on the TV. I just saw it from the captions on the TV. It was saying something about you can't leave Woodstock until you bone everyone here. Well, it sounded like a porn. Oh, I guess that's what it is. He's watching yeah. a porn. I was wondering what show With that is. With uh, his Ritz crackers or Cheez-Its. Yeah, I, I never am able to find pornographic sexual release unless I have a handful of Cheez-Its personally. I thought it was just me. No, it's uh, you gotta. I like to... I like... <laughs> <laughs> I, let's see how far we're gonna take this i like yeah. when 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 my body can no longer stop itself when you reach that point of climax there's a nice moment with a handful of cheez-its because yeah. your your hand contracts and crunches the cheez-its and that oh like the like the uh, it's a nice satisfying like destruction of something well i know that you know how much noise i tend to make at that point um, so really having a mouthful of cheese, it's just kind of muffles everything for those around me. You're like, shut up. Not yet. Fill your mouth with Cheez-Its. <laughs> yeah. The people Yikes. on the train are like, Hey, why do you have so many cheeses in their mouth? And then they see my other hand. They're like, Oh, that's why. And in about a month, they'll be like, guys, this is space mountain. <laughs> you need to leave. <laughs> put down the Cheez-Its and put your other hand in the air, please. You're taking a picture with grumpy, the, the <laughs> dwarf. Put your clothes back on. Thanks for keeping the mask on, but you got to keep the rest of the clothes on too. Oh. (laughs) So yeah, now this is when things get a little bit crazy in this storyline. They Abed as Batman doesn't break into, but but opens the window and comes into the landlord's apartment and scares the shit out of him. But and falls all over the place. But the funny bit is when he's just like, "Where is it? Where is it?" This landlord has a secret and imagines that somehow he knows about the closet full of women's shoes that he has. So they go over. I also like Abed says, "Troy, closet," and Troy's like, "Okay," and excitedly runs over yeah. to the closet. At this point, he's Robin and he's down for it, and Annie's just scared. I like how <laughs> enthusiastic Troy is about it, but it's not the it's it, it's not the DVD. Obviously, it's a closet full of shoes. Mm-hmm. They did find something. So I guess at least all of this wasn't for nothing. But it's not like anything got resolved because they found this. And in a minute, the cops pretty much just like, all right, well, deal with that. Leave each other Have alone, fun. please. Yeah. And then Annie, of course, she again is trying to get out of this situation. So she hides a piece of the dvd within the shoes kind of and is like oh no the dvd here it is right there (laughs) and choice who are you and now we get the scene that's going to build up to something that i'm excited to talk to you about Mm -hmm. i believe is this scene uh jeff and shirley kind of come to uh, uh an equal ground on their issue that they're having but but jeff is still wanting to build up her fire to 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 play foosball i don't know it's they're still mad at each other but they decide to bring it out on the table instead of on each other i guess Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. It's a little weird. Do you think you could resolve a conflict with someone over a game of foosball? Like a real emotional conflict? Oh, I think so. Yeah, and here's where he says that he wished he could show that picture of show you to his 10-year-old self, and that's that was Oh, I mean. said that too soon. I thought it was in the earlier scene. But yeah, yeah that, that cuts hateful. really deep. So they, they play. It's getting real intense, and it, it builds and builds and builds. Just like before, both actors do a great job of selling it, even though it's so ridiculous. But because this is Here community, we go. it has to build to something further than this. The two start screaming, and it becomes an anime sequence. And Steven, you're our resident anime man. I am. Uh, you know what? I am just going to give you the reins, and I would like your commentary of of the anime scene i want you to talk about what you see what you like about it what it reminds you of okay so before you press play yeah um first of all really nice uses of colors here we have kind of like a watercolor um late night disney style animation of the background you know with the swirling clouds sure the you know pink fires gargoyles flying around which is great we have a nice i really like that they're both on a different podium well yeah that's that's like very the, like the Yu-Gi-Oh like battle anime type thing where you're like on like pedestals and you're battling each other i like the tables like between them we've got the sure. the blue glow and like the yellow glow around them to reference like the super saiyan from dragon ball z i'm and, here like, the for split that screen when they're yelling at each other i thought was great very i thought good. the way that they animated both characters uh both they're both exaggerated in the way anime mm-hmm. characters often are, but they still look pretty true to Jeff and, and Shirley. Yeah, which is good. I love the the lightning bolting off of the foosball table. The, the smiley in- faces on the foosball men is really cute. Yeah, there's like little monsters in like the goal for each foosball table too, which is great. I think that's really good. The like over-exaggerated muscles and the blood like popping out of the eyes because you're screaming. All that's really good. The, All like- of the like <laughs> geometrical shapes on Jeff's neck yeah this is like super duper like jojo's bizarre adventure this part like with like all the, the purple details and the stuff. And the real close-up yeah. of shirley's face very good the ball flying up in the air what about it... the little cat i love yeah the... that's great <laughs> react react little cat react yeah this is, i think it's really well done i think the animation is like intentionally stiff and that works really well for this you've got the like the action the struggle with no thing i think this was all really well done the cuts back and forth to the real world especially yeah, yeah. add some weight to it yeah it builds up to the ball being in the middle where you can't move it and that's so frustrating when you play football yeah. and that happens and they're both just but if they were going at it as hard as they are here the ball would have eventually oh moved yeah they'd rock the table but it, it cuts back to the real world and them being frustrated but I like that they go back to the anime so we can let them kind of get to the end of their emotional conflict in that. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked well. I thought the way Jeff's Jeff's lines being written, like, every line, every game I won, I won fairly. I thought, like, uh, from the little anime I've seen, mostly the children's anime, mm-hmm. uh, I, I felt like this was pretty true to the way those characters can talk sometimes. It's very, like, chopped up and dramatic and I think that this is a, a safe medium for both of them to convey these emotions. And I think it sure. works because the actors are still giving great, also very good voice acting here. Now, they didn't do a whole lot with the lip flaps animation-wise, but that's fine. They don't need to for a show like this. Well, um, I think the anime uh, sequence works really... Like, if they were just yelling at each other and got to the, like, well, I think you're great. Well, I think you're great. Yeah. I think that works a lot better in this animated format than if it was live-action. I think so, too, because you can be that dramatic, but you can still convey the same message with the words. I think it's really good. So thanks to the power of anime... Also, nice job for whoever the animation team behind this was for not overdoing Shirley's lips. I think that they were enough to convey them, but not like offensive in any way, and that's really tough to do. 
Oh, well, it's not tough to do. A lot of people just don't do it the right way. Sure. It's done wrong often. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that's the end of the anime sequence. What's your what's your report? What's your grade? Do you think they did a good job? Do you Solid. think uh, I think that as a standalone Okay, I'm going to judge it once for in like overall anime, right? But first I'm going to give it like rating for an anime scene within a sitcom. Okay. I give it an 8 or a 9. Okay, I think a 9 if, would be fair. If there were an actual anime full length or even like 15 minute segments anime. that were that that long and looked like that, I'd give it a solid 4 or 5. Because the anime, the animation is a little stiff. Yeah, but that's fine. Like, uh, there's a show, Way of House Husband, and they like animated it where it's not a whole lot of movement. It's just like kind mm-hmm. of a bunch of frames, but it's a comedy one based on a really funny manga um, that Netflix did. And the episodes are like eight minutes long. I gave that oh, a wow. five. Very similar. So I, I would probably give that a five or six. Okay. So follow up question. I know sports anime is a thing. Yeah. Based off of this, do you think a foosball sports anime could work? I think that there's one called Ping Pong the Animation that's one of the best anime. Like, I'd say it's a top 50 anime all time. So foosball could definitely work. You can have a compelling anime. I watched one that I really liked about, like, sport climbing, like a high school girls rock climbing team. (laughs) And that I really enjoyed. They can make anything work. I wonder if there already is a foosball anime. Maybe a manga. I'm sure. Let me see. Foosball anime. This might come up. It did. Let's see. Foosball. Well, maybe foosball isn't big in Japan. I'm sure it's actually probably not. Uh, there is. Let's see. There have been some foosball-like panels in manga, but there's not an entire one dedicated to it. Sure. I was just thinking, like, you know, a bunch of... What I know about anime, a bunch of, like, young, attractive girls that are on a foosball team and mm-hmm. their conflicts between them. Yeah. I'd watch it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> But let's wrap up this episode. I love the the setup of this episode is the conflict between Jeff and the Germans, but really it becomes more of a character piece between Jeff and Shirley, kind of out of nowhere, uh, to the point where now in a second we're going to finish up the storyline with the Germans, but that's not really the point anymore, and I like yeah. the way the show handles it. Well, and I think it would have been very easy for Community to do something like it did with physical education where the episode ends with, it's a pool game, right, between the... Two of them yeah, and they take their clothes off. Yeah, it could have done something along those lines, and it would have been perfectly, you know, middle-of-the-run funny episode, I'm sure, because I love physical education. But they decide to do more with it, and I really admire that. It doesn't feel like another of that type of episode at all. Mm-mm. And now I think this is the wrap-up for the Troy Abed Annie plotline. Kakowski's back, and pretty much says that they're not going to lose their place or be in any trouble as long as they stay out of their landlord Rick's place. And uh, that's really problematic to them because they just found all those women, women's shoes and stuff and that he's really creepy. But the police officer is basically like, well, that's not what we do. Yeah. What do you think about this as a way to wrap up the storyline? Do you think it's unfair that they don't get in a little bit more trouble? I think it's a little I unfair. I think that the trade-off is that their landlord's really creepy and because they deal with that they're not in trouble for ransacking his creepy shoe closet of stolen shoes okay sure and like like officer kakowski said you know he tells people this all the time just get a shoe safe just protect your shoes let's talk about how this emotionally wraps up here uh, I almost think they should, and like I mentioned, I kind of had another idea for it earlier, but I think they could have done a little bit better with this. I feel like Annie saying it so, I like the Abed as Batman of it all to where like, don't tell Abed, he won't be able to handle yeah. it. Yeah. But 
I think Annie gets away a little too easy for all the lying. Absolutely, uh, she I does. Think, I think, and then her apology is real cutesy. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it they kind of rush through it. A, not even rush through it. I think they just do it in a way where it's like, okay, tie it up. All good. They're like checking fine. off the boxes. Mm-hmm. It's not the worst, but I wish this would have led to something a little more meaty, like the Jeff and Shirley storyline. Yeah. I think it could have been funnier if, like, they had a clip. But that would have to be the end tag. But where Abed, like, makes Annie do the commentary, but as Christian Bale in the voice, that would, that have, would been have been funny. Also, the stinger on this storyline i guess when abed comes back dressed as himself and troy's like abed where have you been i think that's cute i don't think annie needed to be like troy really no because obviously troy knew it was abed yeah like he (laughs) like he was playing with abed yeah now it's time for the showdown and jeff and shirley show up and there's a little bit more of uh ready for your spunking and they come here with uh, a motive. They're not here to beat them. They're here to put it all to rest by getting the ball stuck in the middle and walking away while they're all frustrated and over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's it's a pretty slight ending to this storyline for how far they took it. Yeah. But I like so much of the scene they did before this that I'm willing to let them wrap this one up a little nice sure. and tight, just like the other storyline, because I think they ended it already. And then that's not really what it's about anymore. And I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. And, and the I last moment of the episode they walk away together Pierce gets his second line of the episode asking how long have they been so close and then the last shot we see them walking together but it's their childhood selves walking together and it is cute it didn't quite make me emotional no. but I did feel like a little tinge of like that was sweet mm-hmm. that's a nice way to end that episode and it's such a shame that we didn't get many more things like this starring Shirley moving forward because yeah. it works so well it really does, and it's just frustrating because she's a character that they can do such great things with, they just don't. I wonder if the creatives didn't think highly of this episode, and if that had anything to do with why the yeah. writer never came back. I don't know. It's interesting. But the end tag, iconic. Great. I don't know what there is to say about it. Leonard literally just eats and reviews a pizza and says that it's good. But Richard Erdman's face is so he he's got like almost like a baby's face. Yeah. His it's like so his cute. his eye, his his smile. I, I just think he's very, very cute. And watching him do this is cute. And the way that when he's done, that the I'm as high as hell and you're about to get shot, music starts playing. Yeah. <laughs> and did you at all notice or pause to read the big wall of text? I read the some of them the as they were popping up, but I didn't see all of them. Well, not just the annotations. It's like after all of this, for just a second, it's oh, almost no, like I a Big Bang Theory-esque like, full screen paragraph thing. Yeah. Right here. This purple screen. Uh, we'll go ahead and read through it. It's a little mm-hmm. Easter egg. We've got first off. This is this is the end of the episode. It's Leonard's YouTube video. This this shows at the end to set it up for everyone. This is Leonard speaking now. First off, would someone please explain to me why, in the age of digital streaming, I have to pay late fees for the movies I rent? I'm a responsible person. I pay my taxes. Seriously, I'm not trying to be a dick about this. I really want to know. It seems to me that the only competitive advantage these rental stores have over the internet is face-to-face customer service. So why are you working so hard to make me not want to talk to you just because I kept Dan in real life a couple extra days? There were a lot of special features, and I didn't ask my daughter for a Blu-ray player not to see them all. 
Oh, and by the way, what happened to the days when these rental jockeys would actually watch the movies they have so they could give you recommendations instead of just standing there like, Dodoy, yeah, I guess there's probably nudity in Dan in real life. Well, guess what, Chelsea? There isn't. That Juliette Binoche, though, va 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 voom. <laughs> That's one frozen pizza that gets my oven going at 350 degrees. Anyway, hit me up on the comment side, unless you're a hater, or catch me on Twitter at Leonard underscore GCC. And remember, see something, say something. At the bottom, it says. Water watch. something. Oh. I think it says watch. But yeah, but that's, watch that's and the message re- Leonard has for us at the end. And, and what a, I guess, lesson to learn at the end of this week's episode. I don't know. As that someone like who. Did you ever have the power when you worked at at a video rental place to like waive someone's late fee? Did oh, absolutely. You? Ah, nice. I would do it just if I wanted to all the time. Yeah. And not do it if I wanted to all sure. the time. Sure. That's power. Yeah, absolutely, I had that power. After talking about the episode, how do you feel about it? Do you feel any better about it, any worse? I would put it above Annie's move. Really? I don't think I really? would. I like this episode a lot. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's quite a greatest hit. No, I think I don't know that Annie's move is borderline is greatest actually hit just a because greatest of the karaoke. Hit. Maybe the karaoke not under it, under right? uh, under close analyzation. Maybe it's not, but I think just the the idea of the episode itself and like the t-shirts and and the tw- I I think it's closer to essential community than this is. I understand. But the anime sequence works great. The Jeff and, and Shirley stuff, stuff great. is great. The Leonard stuff is great. The Troy and Abed Annie plot works pretty well for it being the first. You know, it could be like, oh, now they're making those characters do everything together all the time because they're running out of stuff to mm-hmm. do. But it doesn't feel that way at all. It feels no. really natural. And I like the three of them working together. So it's I, I say this episode is a buy. Yeah. This I'd one's buy. a buy. Who's your MVP? Um, I want to give honorable mentions. I think uh, Donald Glover gives a fantastic performance as usual. I think Danny Pudi was great as Batman. I always love Abed as Batman. I think it's really funny every single time, and it doesn't yeah, grow it old is. for me ever. Sure. Um, Leonard, obviously great. Jeff was really good in this episode too, but I got to give it to Shirley. I think Yvette yeah. really, I mean, just like really hits a home run with this one, her performance. Absolutely. I completely agree, and that's my MVP too. Partially because we don't get enough reasons to give no. it to her, so when she earns it, she deserves it. She earns it really well in this episode. If, like I said earlier, it, it almost makes me sad that there's not more of this later in the series. That almost is a is a dock on this episode because it just feels like squandered potential. But I'm glad that they did it at least for this episode. And yeah. in this episode, they did it really, really well, and Yvette acted the hell out of it. Yeah, I think in a few, two or three weeks, we get another Shirley. Do we heavier episode? Yeah, the one where she and Pierce like are gonna start the sandwich or the sa- like the business. Is it, do they start a dessert or sandwich shop together? They start a sandwich shop. Shirley yeah, that's sandwiches. this season. Okay, but I don't know how Shirley focused that episode actually is, or like how this episode does stuff to where we see what Shirley was like as a kid, and it's vastly different from how she is as an adult, and yeah. we get to connect some things on why she is the way she is. I don't know if that episode. I'm definitely does not like saying that. it's on the same level of this, but at she least just it's has Shirley content. Yeah, sure. Okay. Well, let's talk about what's coming up. You can always hang out with us over on the Patreon at patreon.com slash podcast for You Can't Disappree Show live every week. Uh, you're going to get this show early. And over the next month, we're going to be recording a few extra episodes just to uh, – 
just to help with our facilitate our schedules. And I'm sure the Patreon will be getting more episodes early than ever before over the next month. Yeah. So it's a good time to sign up over there. Also, if you want to be a part of our show, email us at can'tdisappointpodcast at gmail.com to send us in trivia, your episode MVP, and your favorite funny moments from next week's episode, which I'm very excited to talk about, regional holiday music. Woo woo! Outside of that, Stephen, where can everyone find us? Uh, you can find us on the Twitter if you're not a hater. Uh, over at You Can't Dis a Pod, we're also on Instagram at Can't Disappoint Podcast, and we are on YouTube and the Facebook uh, under the name You Can't Disappoint a Podcast. That's the whole name of the show. So type it in, search us. There's videos. There's there's posts. There's audio. There's like something else. I'm sure. <laughs> From inside Tinkle Town, I'm Zach. I'm Steven. Get vaccinated. Uh, don't or you'll jab get a people spunkin. with foosball sticks. I think that hurt really bad. Yeah, that hard. especially the freaking metal end. Oh my god! Don't do that. Yeah. Love each other. Love each other. Have a beautiful week, everyone. We'll be back next week for some Christmas joy. Yes, and happy birthday, Danny. Happy birthday, Danny. And Yvette, but not at the same time. And Steven, I want you to know that like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna cramp your style when it comes to dating, just because. Sure. Cle- just because there's clearly massive spark. Yeah. I'm gonna let this one slide. Thank you. I've I need to win. Too many people from you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna let this one slide. I mean, I didn't. It's just important it. to me that you know that I could at any second. I'm aware. Always, that you it's always live in fear. Okay. Good. I, good. There's a reason I came by myself last time. And that's not. The only what uh, meaning of that phrase. <laughs> Come on, guys. We love you guys. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening. I don't know why you do sometimes, but we sure are glad you do. We love you. Goodbye. Toodaloo.